Welcome back, everyone, to the Digital Signage Today podcast. As we all know, humans are notoriously bad at predicting the details of the future. What will happen when development goes beyond what we find ourselves able to imagine today? Are you ready for this? Today, it's a privilege to have Maroon Isaac, who is the Director of Business Development in the Retail Banking, Hospitality, and Education of Internet of Things Group at Intel, to talk about planning for tomorrow's digital signage today. Maroon, how are you doing today? I'm doing outstanding. Thank you so much, Bradley, for having me today. Excellent. Thank you. So our first question today is based around digital out of home. Now, digital out of home has continued to innovate and see great success, but there are still a few factors holding it back and challenges, such as COVID-19. With that in mind, can you share with us where some of the areas of success and stress areas for digital out of home? Um, You know, we have a lot of positives going on in the out of home industry, uh, Bradley. As an advertisement media, digital out of home is one of only two media that continues to see positive growth year over year. And of course, this is pre-COVID-19. In fact, if you look at last year's growth, we saw some 17% year over year growth, and we reached close to $16 billion uh, from a worldwide perspective. And of course, this is for a reason. Our industry has invested uh, a ton in technology and data and analytics. We are no longer what we used to be a one to many media. We have the ability to do uh, audience planning, programmatic activation, and of course now we can do, uh, we can measure attribution. In other words, we have truly become a digital media and we now have the ability to reach the right target audience and help brands deepen their engagement with the consumer. Now that's uh, on the programmatic and data side. On the technology side, the level of innovation and interactivity Uh, touchless edge compute, uh, AI, security, virtualization, uh, anonymous analytics, connectivity, gamification, and the list uh, is very, very long, but the level of innovation is really unprecedented. Now, that's the good news. The bad news, Bradley, is we cannot be complacent. Even though we have all the ingredient and technology and resource capabilities to be a fully digital media, we're only 14% programmatic. And this 14% is a whopping 365% increase over last year. So yes, we can pat ourselves on the back for such a great growth, but we need to be at 100% really. We need to have Mm -hmm. end-to-end accountability. In fact, according to Xaxis, we can easily double um, what used to be, what was last year, $16 billion, uh, industry to become a $25 billion industry by year 2025, if we continue to accelerate investment in attribution, programmatic, and technology. Uh, the other issue, uh, if you don't mind me uh, uh, saying it, and, and mind you, by the way, all of these issues we can resolve is the fact that uh, application developers, solution integrators in our space today are spending the majority of their resource on integration work and their innovations cannot be easily adopted at scale. Why? Because the existing infrastructure is heterogeneous, uh, traditional based versus what it should be modular or microservice based architecture, uh, infrastructure. So we need to get to a point where application developers in our space can easily containerize their innovation 
and drive adoption at scale. That's some excellent insight. So one issue that's often come up is 3A compliance when it comes to these things. Can you share a little bit about what that is and why it's important? Uh, yes. Uh, 3A in short stands for uh, addressable, accountable, and attributable. As a digital out-of-home industry, honestly, we're not going to go anywhere unless we have the ability to mimic from an end-to-end -end accountability the world of online and mobile advertisement. And we need to do it anonymously. And of course, we can do all of that without any of their issues such as uh, viewability, ad blocking, ad fraud, etc. And 3A gets us there. Uh, let me explain what 3A means. The first A is addressable, meaning we can serve an ad programmatically when the target audience is in proximity of the digital out of home screen. Second A is accountable, meaning we can measure exposure, we can measure who looked at the ad, for how long, for example, dwell time. We can even do measure some context anonymously, whether it be at, uh, emotions or where the eyes are gazing, what zone of the screen you gazed at, etc. 3A mm -hmm. is attributable, meaning for the first time ever in the digital out-of-home industry, we can measure whether exposure to an ad actually drove real business outcome. This is the holy grail. And now we can do it in the form of understanding offline to offline attribution or impact or offline to online attribution impact. This is a really uh, a game changer for the industry. The fact that for the first time ever, if you run a campaign on at a home screen, you can measure lift in intent. I would say in summary, Bradley, 3A is very, very critical for our industry. And our message that every screen must become 3A compliant. And in doing so, our industry now has an opportunity not only to raise the CPM value, but increase the ad spend and make the digital out of home a core media of every brand multi-channel strategy. Excellent. So you addressed a lot of changes that are happening in the digital out of home market, but what is your personal strategy to address these changes in the market or to really find a way to take advantage of them? Uh, our strategy is twofold. And we're working with the industry at large, of course, um, with the DPAA. Uh, with uh, the top media companies in the world, WPP, uh, their Group M teams, their Kinetic teams, and of course, Dentsu, including uh, Lifeboard of Japan and their poster scope everywhere else. Um, and, 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 and number one, though, we need the industry to adopt 3A at scale. The path forward must be around programmatic measurement and attribution. And on that front, we're working very closely with the industry and we've launched a number of POCs or proof of concepts to validate the value proposition of 3A. We launched these POCs in the UK last year, mm -hmm. in the US last year, and we just completed the very important campaign with HiveStack and LifeBoard uh, in Japan. Um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and this is to prove that that if, if we were to run a campaign um, with the value proposition of 3A, that it really works. We can absolutely uh, prove to the brand that that is the, uh, the, uh, uh, the future. And so we were actually able to measure 8.8% lift in intent for our key targeted audiences. This is a huge. 
So mm-hmm. we're, we're making a ton of progress towards strategy number one to drive 3A at scale. Um, I mentioned uh, earlier that, you know, um, programmatic ad spend is at four, 14%. That's a great, that's not enough. We need it to become 100% and we will get there. Strategy mm-hmm. number two, we need our technology partners to really drive innovation at the speed of the internet, right? So when mm-hmm. you think of the next generation digital out of home screen, um, think of it as a screen that has so much compute, so much edge compute, 5G connectivity, uh, lots of AI capabilities, security, uh, awareness, uh, whether it's audience or contextual awareness. All of a sudden you have so much potential. We have an opportunity to make the advertisement do screen one of the most engaging uh, media. We have an opportunity uh, to expand the business model beyond just advertisement and into areas of marketing, research, and brilliant creative. Um, I would say the future of our industry is incredibly exciting and technology is gonna play a foundational role in making that happen. Our job at Intel is to invest and make available to the industry the right platforms, both from a hardware and software perspective, development tools, et cetera, work with our partners in the industry to innovate and be efficient, work with our media owners to start investing in the right infrastructure and making it easy for our partners, uh, be it application providers or solution providers to drive adoption at scale, show the industry, especially the creative world of our industry, what is possible with so much technology when you have it at your fingerprints, and of course, engage the WPPs and the Dentsus of the world to reimagine what can be done on the do screen. We're working with the industries in all of these areas, Bradley. Right, so that's really interesting. So my next question is, obviously COVID-19 has made a big impact on the digital of home industry and all other industries. So how can the digital of home industry innovate during this time of COVID-19? Yeah, um, uh, this is a great question, actually, David, uh, especially with COVID-19 in mind. In mind. We owe a great sense of gratitude uh, to the innovators um, in our uh, uh, digital at home industry. COVID-19 has introduced um, a number of new challenges. In fact, the pandemic has resulted and reluctance to use touchscreens, especially in public places uh, such as retail stores or in smart city infrastructure. I mean, until just a few months ago, touchscreens have actually become ubiquitous um, on everything from mobile devices to uh, in-store self-serve kiosk or public kiosk that you see everywhere in uh, major cities. Um, Even after the pandemic, I would say is under control Um, a raised awareness of how viruses and bacteria can spread via services could actually now limit the popularity of the touchscreen in the future. Uh, In fact, WPP launched not so long time ago, very recent, um, maybe a couple months ago, uh, a brand uh, brand Z report called Top 75 Most Valuable Retail Brands for 2020. They concluded that Mm -hmm. health and hygiene will remain top of mind long after the immediate concern about contracting the virus has passed. And so the same report um, describes how COVID-19 is now presenting uh, a massive challenge uh, for the retail sector. And, and, but they also highlight how technology is gonna play a pivotal role uh, in the years to come. 
and, and they see the digital out of home screen. And this is really big, the big takeaway. They see the digital out of home screen as being at the core of a new interface between people, places, products, and experiences. So it's against this backdrop, we're seeing the beginning of uh, a new area of innovation, especially in the area of touchless. Example, um, gesture-based control is being integrated with haptics to replicate physical interactions. Uh, and this is an approach mm -hmm. that's being pioneered by one of our partner, uh, AlterLeap, right? Their mid-air mm -hmm. haptic technology, it uses ultrasound to create a sensation that mimics touch. Imagine now the ability that your finger is about a few centimeters away from a screen, and it feels like as if you're touching the screen. This is incredible. Now, mm -hmm. another key technology, again, that's being fueled by COVID is voice activation or voice control. Um, another partner of ours, SodaClick, they developed the hands-free voice-activated interactive digital signage solution for self-service kiosk and, uh, and drive-through system. Again, um, it's powered by a number of Intel Edge Compute technologies, Intel RealSense cameras, and, um, and their voice technology, uh, it uses machine learning and multilingual neural net speech recognition along with vision detection. Now, this enables real-time immersive hands-free experience for the consumer. So our industry, I would say in summer, is investing a ton of innovation. And what makes it, all of this possible is the level of compute and development tools like OpenVINO that we, Intel, and a number of technology companies are putting in the hands of innovators in our space. The future is incredibly exciting. Yes, it is indeed. So with that in mind, Obviously, the industry has more of a one-to-many model when it comes to advertising. So how can the industry begin moving from this one-to-many model to this more programmatic, dynamic model of customer interaction that you've been describing throughout our whole interview? Uh, yeah. Um, and Bradley, we have all the ingredient capabilities today to make that happen. Uh, this is not mm -hmm. a vision for the future. We can make that happen today, and it will happen. Uh, we mm -hmm. have an incredible, a rich ecosystem for all the functional blocks that make us a fully digital media. Whether it's the ad stack platform providers, and we've seen a ton of investment in the space. You have Hivestack, Vistar Media, Adomni, Bitposter, uh, Broadsign. Um, we have a number of providers in our space, and I'm telling you, we will become a 100% programmatic industry, right? Um, uh, we have mobile data providers. We have attribution providers, people like Bambora. We have uh, edge compute and AI, and this is the role that Intel plays uh, uh, in the from a technology perspective. So the key is the key uh, is we have all of these ingredients. We can um, uh, put them forward. We have the ability to become a fully digital media, um, and what we need to do is prove the value of 3A prove the value of being a fully digital media. And like I said earlier, we're doing a lot of work with EdStack platform providers, people like Hivestack, uh, people like Liveboard uh, in Japan. Uh, we worked um, with The View and JC Deco in, in the UK last year, right? Uh, and the whole idea is we wanna show uh, the, the value uh, of 3A compliant screens. And we're gonna, by the way, share a lot of the results about the proof of concept that we just did 
in Japan with Hivestack and LiveBoard at the upcoming DPAA Summit in October that run, that's going to run from the 13th through the 16th. Uh, we are challenging the new industry to reach 100% programmatic by year 2025, and we're challenging the industry to take advantage of the so much edge compute and AI capability and connectivity that you now have in the digital out-of-home screen. So before we jump off here today, do you have any further insights to share? Uh, uh, you know, as, as we look to future-proof uh, our industry, um, I do have actually four key takeaways, right? Uh, my message to the media owners in our space, and these are uh, the media owners that invest in the screen infrastructure and the footprint. My message is number one, look further than you can see. Smart technology might seem niche for now, but the gap between niche and mainstream is likely to be a small one in the future. Number two, think bigger than your business category. Look, your screen today is an advertisement screen, but it can be a lot more. Smart screens um, and sensors, they enable media owners, brands and retailers to really become a transport provider. You can become a market researcher. You can even become a crime fighter, right? Because the screen is right. gonna serve as an IoT platform, can sense all sorts of anonymous data and analytics. You can do so much. So the message is the connected world is now your business opportunity and not just the advertisement world. Number three, cheap is not good value anymore. If, if you want to opt for base level, low cost screen technology and, and media player that does what you needed uh, to right now is potentially a very costly decision for you in the future. Failing to equip your infrastructure with the technology that will make it uh, a part of smart cities in the future will likely cost you opportunities in, in the not too distant future. Um, invest in, in a platform that's gonna sustain your requirement for the next five to 10 years. That screen of yours is gonna actually sit in that same XYZ coordinates for at least five years. So make sure you invest in the right platform. Number four, and the last key takeaway for me is focus on the consumer benefits. And the privacy concerns will always take care of themselves if we focus on the consumer. Being on the right side of the law is very, very essential, of course. But so is being on the right side of consumers. And there's a fine balance, by the way, be, between being helpful and entertaining and downright creepy. So be sure to be absolutely transparent about the data that you collect, what you do with it, and crucially, how ordinary, uh, ordinary uh, people benefit. That's the key right there. So thank you so much, Maroon, for joining us today. It was great chatting with you. Uh, Bradley, thank you so much. Uh, this is great. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, it's really incumbent that we do this on a regular basis. Uh, we have an incredible opportunity uh, for the digital out-of-home uh, industry. And the more perspective that we have on the future, uh, the better off we are as an industry. Thank you again. Thank you.